Previously on Modular, Bradley and Locke defeated Arathator, the Great White Death. So, what'd you guys do today? <laughs> I worked. Worked. <laughs> How crazy! Me too. Isn't it crazy? Ugh, that we're all members of the working class. <laughs> ain't that? Ain't that the life? You know what I? Um, you know what I always love hearing when I walk into the courthouse from the the nice security people at the front. Mr. Job, there's no trial today. Uh, <laughs> the prosecutor's dead. <laughs> Oh, God, no. Well, which one? Which one is it? Because I might be more upset. Or I might not be that upset. Just kidding. I don't want any of my opposing counsel to die. Um, do you know what the first thing uh, I say to people when they walk into the store? Hello. My name is Luke Job. My name is Holly Lyons. My name is Thorin George. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. Holly, am I saying that name right? Uh, these are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Howley, maybe you're a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you are folding your laundry right now and we're helping you pass the time. That's, that's nice of us, huh? But y'all should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we are running. And right now, we are running Sleeping Dragon's Wake. So if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now. And there is one more warning we should offer them. That's right. Foran. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and really incorrect pronunciation of people's names. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session four of Sleeping Dragon's Wake. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little D&D for you and me, oh yeah. Hmm, banter betwixt a lads, a lass, and uh, something else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and a secret third option. <laughs> oh, silly, silly. Uh, I have a question to sync us up. Okay. Gen 4 Pokemon. <laughs> you better look them up, Holly. <laughs> I saw that face. You look them up. Thorin, who do you pick as your starter in Generation 4? Piplup. Mm. I picked her twig. I mean, I, I will say, Gen 4, I like all the starters. It's one of the hardest for me to, to choose between the three, because I genuinely do like all three, but I do like Piplup the most. I would say yeah. I that one, Gen 4, and Gen... You don't have to mention them. They'll, they'll be brought up. They'll be brought well, up later. I was just going to say, Gen 7 is also hard for me to pick, but I do have a, specific, okay. a very big okay. favorite. Of Gen 7, but okay. that, all three of those I like equally, I think, or mostly equally. Okay. 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 All right, Holly, do you have an answer for this? So I actually do because I played this Pokemon game. I played Pearl, and Piplup was actually my starter. Nice. Nice. 
Damn, no, yeah. no love for Chimchar on this podcast. Chimchar gives Digimon. To me, he's giving Digimon. Okay, well... I don't, I don't fuck with Chimchar like that. You give me cancer, so... <laughs> oh. Well... Speaking of cancer, Bradley, you're puffing your pipe as a rowboat brings you back to shore. Uh, you are heading back towards the town of Leilon. You have given a solemn, bittersweet, loving goodbye to your co- cousin Locke. The past three days have been the two of you sailing with the Ice Flow crew back here, drinking, making merry. Talking to the crew, playing cards, playing Baldur's Bones, spitting in the ocean, drinking rum, having a good time. How are you feeling post killing a Rathator? I I have a very I have a very because high. you got the kill. Yeah, I got the kill. I have a very high right now. Um, I fucking feel phenomenal. Um. You know, I just, God, that feels so good. I feel invincible, honestly. Nothing could take me out. Yeah. And right then a fucking shark. No. Uh, (laughs) And then a meteor (laughs) randomly strikes. You're dropped off back at Leilon. You see the familiar faces of two of the council members at the dock watching as you come into port valdi and griselda uh, also known as the growler valdi says bradley it's good to see you again we will miss and then the growler cuts her off and she says where the fuck have you been what have you been doing well i went to idol island to get some good shut eye a few days ago and wouldn't you know it i was whisked away on an adventure to kill a dragon Oh, so we're just going on any adventure we want now. Have you forgotten? You're under contract with Leilon. You're supposed to stay here, help take care of the town. You know, for a minute I had forgotten. You, you for- but yeah. <laughs> Lots of drink will do that, won't it, Bradley? What's her name? Griselda? Mm-hmm. Look, look here, Griselda. Let's say you and I go back to the tavern and I get you a drink. Let's let's mull this all over. Uh, all three of us, even, over a, a nice, uh, warmed uh, brand uh, cider. Make me a persuasion check. I have a plus 12 to that now. Let's hope I roll high. I rolled a dirty 20. Okay. Valdi nods and she says, that would be agreeable, Bradley. And then Griselda spits and says, fuck that. You're our employee. I'm not going anywhere with you. Listen, you go have your little drink. It's nighttime now in the morning. I want to see you at the fishery. Town council, we've got a mission for you. But for now, I guess I suppose take it easy. You're fucking lucky that the only bad thing that happened... While you were gone, is a cat went missing. I fucking hate cats, okay? So that's fine with me, but otherwise, I'm pissed off. What if what if the undead had marched into town, Bradley? What would you have done? Nothing. Well, maybe something. Maybe something off, off, off in Dragonland, where you fucking live now, I guess. Or booze cruise. Were you on a booze cruise, Bradley? Whatever. And she, she walks off. And Valdi pats you on the shoulder, and she says... I mean, that's that's the growler for you. Whose cat went missing? Uh, little Jimmy's cat went missing. Have they found it? No, no, it's gone. All right. Well, I guess there are some lessons you have to learn early. They, um, I mean, they, they they've posted they've they've put up posters. Little Jimmy saved up five whole copper to, to give to whoever can bring the cat back. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll take a look. <laughs> New side quest has popped up in my inventory. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, you making your way towards the towards the uh, the Umber Hulk Shell Tavern? Yeah. You taking up Valdi on that drink? Sure. Walking back towards the tavern, lots of friendly, familiar faces, just people you know from the town chatting you up. You see uh, Vesper, the guard. He says, well, Bradley, what's going on, brother? Hadn't seen you in a hot minute. It's good to see you too, Vespa. Uh, just, you know, been getting some fresh air. Non-swamp air. Mm, yeah, the swamp air starts to get to you a little bit. He uh, he says, hey, check this shit out. He pulls his spear off of his back and like does like a like a cool little like ninja twist and then like spins it over his head and catches it. And he says, I'm, I'm getting better at this kind of shit. They, they just gave me a promotion. Really? What did they promote you to? I went from private to corporal. Holy shit, that's, an, that's a promotion. You need to come drink with us. Let's celebrate. Oh, I can. I'm on duty. I don't want to get demoted. That's the opposite of a promotion. <laughs> a demotion. Uh, can I try to persuade? Can I say, ah, they won't miss you for one night? Yeah, go ahead and roll persuasion. With disadvantage. With disadvantage. Okay. Valdi okay. is also one of his bosses, so keep that in mind. So my disadvantage was a 29. Uh, the other one was a natural 20, which would have been a 32. Valdi pats him on the shoulder and says, Let, let's, let's just go drink. Isn't this just the most charming fucking person you've ever met? <laughs> and Vesper says, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Come on. And uh, the three of you make your way to the tavern. Once again, everyone's chatting you up. You walk in. You... Uh, have a seat at the bar. I have to remember new NPC's name. Ari, I believe, is the non-binary bartender here at the Umber Hulk Shell. Uh, let's see if I can confirm that. Oh, Ollie. So, Ollian Malwin is their name, but you've, you've taken to calling them Ollie. And they look at you and say, um, what, what are we having? I would like a nice uh, mulled wine, uh, spiced, if you can. Um, my friend here, I point to Valdi, uh, she would like uh, some warm cider. And my friend here, well, get this bastard whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> it's on me tonight. Vesper, Vesper says, well, woo, doggy. And he's, he's about to slap his hand on the bar. And a familiar figure kind of sidles up and takes his seat from him very quickly. <laughs> and you see... Uh, who, who do we see, Holly? You see your old pal, Scylla Scale Sweep. Scylla, the, like, little uh, girl? I'm an adult. She's not a little girl. She's she's 19 years old. Oh. But yes. <laughs> Scylla uh, climbs her way up onto the bar stool. She is sat next to you, and uh, she's already got a drink in her hand, just a, a big uh, glass of wine. Like What's the drinking than... age in Faerun? Twelve, probably. Oh. <laughs> Maybe thirteen. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, Bradley Copper, as I live and breathe. Oh, hello, Scylla. Uh, haven't seen you in quite some time. Uh, you just took my friend's seat, if you wouldn't mind scooching on over. You see Vesper has now turned, and he seems to be flirting with a young lass at the bar. And he doesn't seem to mind so much. I'm going to look back at Bradley and say, he looks a little busy. Okay, cool. Well, uh, good to see you, kid. Pat her on the shoulder. Hey, who are you calling a kid? Look at this. Look at this big old glass of wine. I mean, it's bigger than my entire head. Could a kid drink a glass as big? Yeah, it's bigger, yeah, it's bigger than your head. <laughs> I don't know if you can drink all of that, can you? Listen here. I'll finish it all and then some. Okay, Scylla, well. you do have, so you are now essentially the postmaster of Leylon, and you do have a letter that you've been holding uh, for the next time you see Bradley. You got it some five days ago. Oh, hey, Bradley. Uh, just while you're here, um, and I'm going to take my big glass of wine, I'm going to sit it down. A letter came for you about five days ago, and I'm going to pull it out of my satchel. I take this letter, um, but I'm not going to read and it just real quick. Yet. The first thing you notice about it, it is not postmarked. This was hand-delivered to Scylla. It only has your name on it, Bradley. That's it. 
I'm not going to open this just yet. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Uh, it's time to drink. Okay. How much are the two of you drinking? Um, I'm going to have... How much gold do I have? You, have, you should have a good amount of gold. Yeah, I have almost half a grand. Um, I'm going to have a lot to drink. Bradley okay. is, as we've come to uh, know, an alcoholic at this point in his life. Um, so he's gonna drink. He's gonna drink a good bit. Okay. Cool. And Scylla. So Scylla doesn't have a lot of money, so she's gonna finish this huge glass of wine that probably costs an arm and a leg, and that's probably it. That's probably like three glasses of wine in one. So both of you. Both of you make me constitution saving throws. Okay. Holly's first roll of the of the show. I got a 14. Okay. Oh, all right. And we need to specify how much you're drinking. Right, that's not going to be high enough, I would imagine. I wouldn't imagine either. I got a 16. A 6? <laughs> no, 16. Oh, nice, nice. Scylla, you handle your wine like a champ. You don't know what the fuck Bradley is calling you a kid for. Bradley, you are the one that's acting like a kid right now. I've spent, you, I want to I want to let it be known I've spent 20 gold on on drinks right at this point. Holy shit. Okay. So you are drinking top shelf everything and you're drinking a lot of it because one gold bought you an entire bottle of whiskey. So you are not there's no physical way you could drink all of this a lot of this is going you're passing drinks out to people oh for sure you yeah i mean i think Scylla, sometime in the night you notice valdi slips away you can tell that at first she was kind of having fun and then she becomes a bit uncomfortable being uh technically both of your bosses a lot of people's boss in here she dips out um there are there are some masons some stone masons who are like challenging Bradley to arm wrestles. Uh, there are fishers uh, who are, you know, talking to Bradley about what, what they've seen on the water. And one of them says, uh, lots of shark fins lately. I even saw one guy swimming with a shark. Isn't that a fucking crazy? Um, people are asking you about your adventures. Uh, what are you, what are you telling people when they're asking about where you've been? Who me? Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I went on a boat, okay? And on this boat, I blasted like three, you know, those giant birds that eat whales. I, I killed like five of them, okay? And then we went to, roll, me and my roll cousin. Roll me deception. Roll me deception with disadvantage because you are drunk. Okay, I also get a plus 12 to deception. And Scylla, <laughs> you can make me an insight check if you'd like. The first roll was a natural 20. The second is a 12, so 24. Okay. The general crowd believes everything you're saying. Let's see if Scylla beats that with an insight. Uh, four. <laughs> okay, sick. Everyone believes you. You killed three rocks on your journey. Please continue your story. And then, and then this fucking... This fucking giant... Comes, I think he's a storm giant or something. He comes out and he says, he says, Talos is going to smite you. And he throws lightning bolts at me and I deftly dodge them. And me and the crew chain him up and drag him to the bottom of the sea. And then, uh, me, I'm really thirsty. Can someone pass me a drink? Uh, me and my cousin, yeah, yeah, yeah. we go and we, we kill this fucking... Someone, someone like takes a big swig from your bottle and finishes it and then looks at it and then spits back into it like oops sorry and then passes it to you i just face that and then we um <laughs> and then we went and we killed this this white dragon its name was arathator um and we killed it and now i'm here hell yeah uh i need two more no just one more just one more deception check one more uh, with a disadvantage and then one more uh, insight from you, Scylla. I got a 16. Okay. Crowd is completely fooled. I got an 18. Oh, Scylla knows. 
You so you're listening to this. You're having lots of fun too, but you're not nearly as drunk as a lot of people here. You know that for whatever reason, Bradley lied about facing a storm giant. That's not what happened. You can just see it in his face that he's he's embellishing something. The night goes on. Scylla, you make your way back uh, to your small cabin. A lot of folks now have have kind of ramshackle little cabins, what look like fishing huts. But Bradley, you don't have a place of your own, so you make it back to your room. This is after, of course, the crowd hoists you up and is is uh, throwing you in the air and, and and saying, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. Outside, we pan to uh, some some cold rain and wind as uh, you see little Jimmy is making his way through the through the street, <laughs> saying, "Whiskers, come, come on, Whiskers." I know you're out here, boy. Come on. It'll be okay, Whiskers. And Bradley, you wake up in the morning, puke all over your floor. Your head is throbbing, and you see that the sun has come up, and you are late for your meeting with the town council. Oh, fuck, fuck. I just rush out of bed, put my jacket and shit on. Uh, and run down to the fishery. Make me a just a general wisdom check. Wisdom. Just, oh, just a check? Yeah. Okay, well, okay, I rolled a 19. 19. Okay, you, like, put your shirt on backwards, you realize it, you fix it, you remember to tight tie up your pants, otherwise they were definitely going to fall down halfway there. You make it out the door, and you barge into the fishery, which is the town council hall. It doubles. And you see there's Valdi, there's Griselda, there's uh... I want to... I think there's a new person on the... On the so, Valdi, Griselda, uh, has Yoram, the cowardly guard captain, you don't see Galio Librio. No one has seen Galio in a while. That's uh, but, the but, Sean Connery wizard. Yeah, yeah, okay. the wizard. But I mean, people know he's in his tower, and and he's just working hard there. Yeah, and so then you also see a new fellow who runs the general store. Uh, you have not met with him as a council member, although you do know him. He is a human man named. Jack Torver, uh, and he says, Oh, Bradley, I was wondering when you'd make it in here. And Griselda just, like, looks fucking pissed. And she <laughs> says, If you're here for the job we were offering, it's too late. We've already hired someone new, a better adventurer, you might say. Someone that can actually handle this line of work. Someone that can actually make a deadline, make a meeting when they're told to. And you see that the candidate they're talking about is sitting in front of them uh, on a stool. It is Scylla. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. No, that's, uh, that's fine. Um, hey, you see, you see Valdi whispers to Griselda. You, uh, make me a, a perception check, Bradley, as she is talking very quietly, but you might be able to hear what she's saying. DC 20. Perception. God damn it. Uh, 15. Yeah, you don't know what she's saying. Okay. Griselda looks back and she says, You two, both of you, out for a second, just for a second. Scylla, you've still got the job. Don't worry, but just step out. Oh my god, I love job security. This is great. <laughs> the two of you, the two of you step out for a second. Bradley, you're just kind of you you look like shit, Scylla. You see, Bradley still, is absolutely. I probably still reek of alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. He smells like booze. You can see his eyes are still glazed over. His hair is unkempt. His he did not brush his teeth. Uh, there's a, there's a slight tinge of bo for sure. You're standing on this cold dock. The wind is just kind of coming off the water. Did did the two of you say anything to each other? Have you ever heard the term "dress to impress"? Typically, when someone wants to impress, they don't wear last, last night's clothes, Bradley. Scylla, who handed you that letter? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Do you want the description of the person? Yes, please. 
Okay, it was a human woman with blonde hair. Her hair was in pigtails. She was rather well endowed uh, on her, uh, her chest area. Uh, very nice looking young woman. Um, but you didn't catch her name. Yeah, total babe. Uh, just have absolutely no clue who she was. All right, guess I should read it. Like, I'm going to pull it out and open it up All and right. read it, I guess, while we're waiting. All right, you read this letter from Elsa, Bradley. Bradley, I originally came to this fish barrel looking for you. Thought maybe I'd convince you to come back to Fandolin with me, or at least spend one last night together. But I found you in a room filled with people, singing your songs and shouting your name. Looks like you've made it just fine without me. So I fucked someone else. And now you can see how it feels when I'm the one who leaves. You won't be seeing me again. Good luck in life, rock star. Signed, Elsa. Cool. I'm going to uh, fold the letter, put it back in my pocket, and I'm going to walk over to the dock and just kind of stand there for a second, and then I'm just going to... Yeah! And throw a fireball in the direction of Idol Island. Yeah. You blast the open water you see there's some fishermen about to take off and they say uh we can wait <laughs> and you're you're making that face that that killian murphy uh makes in uh oppenheimer <laughs> when he fumbled a bad bitch <laughs> the can i yeah go ahead can i just look to the side and say to myself, yeah, I have the same reaction when I get junk mail, too. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens the back up. How dramatic is that guy? Has <laughs> uh, Yoram steps out and he says, okay, yes, the two of you, please come back in. We, we want to speak to both of you. Okay. The two of you are invited back in. You are both, you know, they kind of gesture for each of you to take a seat. Jack Torver says, Well, we was talking and we came down to a vote and it went 3-1 in your favor, Bradley. The job is both yours, but uh, Scylla, we won't be taking a cut out of your money. Bradley, we can offer you for this job instead of money. We could offer you six potions of greater healing, if that's something that interests you. I think that can interest me. I could always use more. Right. Well, the job is this. Uh, Fandolin had some trouble with a cult of Talos and a light with the cult of Talos in a lighthouse temple called the Tower of Storms. I think you're familiar with it. Now a strange boat or some sort of big dead creature seems to be beached near the tower. Investigate this strange occurrence, kill or rout any cultists that might be there, then return to the town council and we'll reward you six potions of greater healing and you 600 gold. All right. I love money. I'm definitely I'm I'm making that Oppenheimer face even harder for fumbling the fucking bag of gold. Um, <laughs> that hurts. You, that hurts so worse Scylla, than, the, than the than the bad bitch. Scylla, you know for one, you've never killed anyone before, but your entire plan and Scylla is. Uh, undoubtedly a sneaky person she's been caught reading bradley's mail before and she's just kind of generally out for herself to make more money and right now you're not making as much as you want as postmaster so your plan for this was to sneak out to the ship do some reconnaissance come back and say yeah no there's nothing to worry about even if there was but and of course bradley doesn't know this but now that you're going with the famed bradley copper Fuck it, man. Maybe maybe it's time to do some real down and dirty adventuring. It's gonna get crazy. Um Alright. Is there do you have any questions for the, the town council, either of you? I don't think so. Uh nope. Alright. Oh, no. The four of them wish when you should luck. We head out? 
You could head out now. It'll okay. if you so if you had left at the crack of dawn, which it is no longer. It's now like ten a.m. You would have on foot. You would have arrived probably right at sunset, right around six p.m. So you'll arrive at night, like eight p.m. Okay. Let's do that. Cool. The What's two my of horse's you... name again? Do we remember? I don't remember your horse's name. I don't remember it either. What a bad horse owner. <laughs> Yeah, you're a terrible horse owner. You could you could rename your horse now, um, and if you're taking a horse, oh, no, you wait. will arrive sooner than his name is Seagull. PM. Oh, duh. That's yeah, right. We knew that. We knew that. No, let's walk. Let's well, walk. Okay, Seagull's gonna stay behind. Yeah. The two of you are heading out on foot, and yeah, the uh, the open road is yours. Do you have anything you want to talk about? So, Bradley, want to talk about the letter from the babe? No, I don't. Hmm. Well, usually I would pry a little bit more, but, you know, we are just starting on this journey. So let's start it on good terms, you know? Yeah, cool. I uh, really appreciate that. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to wait till Scylla notices I stop and turns around to face me. And I'm going to say, Scylla, there is a very high probability that you are going to die tonight and you will never you will never see the light of day again i'm going to try everything in my power to not let that happen but i'm just letting you know when people come on adventures with me it does not end well anyway let's keep going Jeez Louise, guy. Uh, we're just going to say that that was the alcohol talking, and we're just going to keep on going, okay? Scylla, how does, that, how does that make you feel hearing that from Bradley? Though I'm very much putting up a front, it still remains that he is Bradley Copper. So, you know, him getting involved just kind of certifies that this is going to be yeah. way more than what I thought it was going to be at the start. Like, this is the real deal. Um, this is just crazy. Absolutely. The two of you spend a long time walking together now in silence. Bradley, <laughs> make me an insight check on Scylla. And I'm going to say you need to beat a... Okay. You need to beat a 17. Okay. I got a 15. All right. You, uh, yeah, I mean, she's just quiet now. I'm going to pull out my lyre and just start strumming a little song just to make it a little less awkward.
Bradley, as y'all are w- making your way, making your way this way, up north, hey, hey, uh, you do know that this is also the way you would head home to Neverwinter. You know it's been quite some time since you've seen your parents. You also know it's the way that you would head towards the Wayside Inn, where uh, your brother is working, as yeah, I was well say, as... Is, uh, is Sly still working there? Sly's working there. Uh, and then that's also where Marticia is, um, who is a potential suitor of you and vice versa. Did, did Marticia and I bang or? No. Did I just wish No, you shared a, you shared a very intimate moment of handholding as she was glad that you were not killed fighting cultists in the basement of her bar. Hell yeah. But that was, uh. That was about it. There's, there, there might be some unrequited feelings you're not sure, or requited ones. God only knows. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, cool. I was just making sure you weren't actually going to pass that in. So you're thinking about this in. You're close to it. If you just spend a few more hours walking on the road as opposed to cutting off the path to head, toward, head towards the cliffs, 
you could get there. But lo and behold, that's not the mission. It's not this, you haven't been paid for a booty call. You've been paid to deal with some sort of mysterious beached thing. As the two of you near where you're familiar, we well, are both familiar with the area, but Bradley, you've been here before the Tower of Storms. You do begin to go down a steep embankment on this cliff overlooking the sea, and it is typical ocean at night. You can see the moonlight shimmering off the water. The water is calmer than it, it usually is here at the, the Thunder Cliffs, and it's cold. Um. So as I'm walking down this embankment, I, I'm just remembering my time here, uh, with Seagull and I, I start, tears start to well up in my eyes. That's been the hardest loss I think so far. You recognize the wrecked ships. You remember the fact that this is exactly where you met Seagull. You're heading back to that area and you just told your companion that she may not make it through the night and it's just bringing up a lot of emotions whether you have you know some sort of true feelings of friendship and bonding towards Scylla or if it's just damn you missed that fucking crab <laughs> you're not sure <laughs> god i i'm uh, definitely as, if Scylla dies that guilt is going to hang on to me for the rest of my life i i will say okay perfect well i'm going to do my best not to kill her then uh Scylla, <laughs> as a halfling, you do not have dark vision. I need you to make me a perception check. Can I... Can I... I would know this, right? Can I, like, light a, a torch or something? You are sneaking towards oh, shit, something. Yeah, that's true. Mm, I got a 12. Okay. Um, that's, that's good enough. With the moon shining, both of you see an armored dreadnought made from metal and bones that rests upon a rocky outcrop in the bay. Bradley, you recognize this ship. This ship has I've been opposite you when you before. were on... Yeah, but now it's beached. Uh, and this ship did send wraiths after you, and you did have to fight them off, and... Yeah. Flames leap from a brazier mounted to its main mast, and its rigged sails are stitched from worn leather, likely from human skin. Barbaric half-orcs patrol its decks and stand by, ready to employ its deadly siege weapons. A giant's skeleton, clutching a halberd, is lashed to its bow. Over a dozen zombies are impaled on stakes set into the rocks around the vessel. So what you're looking at is to get here, you're going to have to continue down this embankment, move through, I mean... Picture the Pacific Northwest, large rocky beach, and you're going to have to maneuver your way either through this these stakes of zombies, which seem to have been staked here as some sort of defense, or you're going to have to go into the water and swim around and hope that the current doesn't take you out to then climb on the ship another way. Now, there weren't half-works when the last, the last time I saw it. It was just no, piloted by the undead. And you only see undead that have been staked into the ground now. You are fairly sure this ship has been taken from the cult of Merkel by the cult of Talos. I'm going to turn to Scylla and I'm going to say... Okay, I'm not entirely certain what we need to do. It looks like the two evil cults of the two evil gods are kind of waging war at each other right now. And honestly, I would personally love if they could just take themselves out. Yeah, 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 right, right. I see your point. But we are being paid to uh, stop this. Um, I don't know, how, how stealthy are you? Is there a way that you could possibly get close and just count how many individuals you see on board the ship? I mean, I'm small, but I don't know if I'm necessarily stealthy. Out of like like a 1 to 20, what would you say your stealth is? Let me say this. <laughs> the book does specifically say if you approach at night, you get advantage on your stealth checks. I already have advantage on my stealth checks. But Scylla would get that as well. Oh, no, wait. 
not visual ones, just sound-based ones. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because of your, yeah. yeah. This is this would be them seeing you. They're not going to hear you. Like, you, you really don't even need to be talking in a whisper. Like, the the way the waves are hitting, it's it's loud. The Also, Bradley, I want you to make me two checks. I want you to make me an Arcana check first. Okay. One of my worst stats, and I rolled an eight. Yeah, you don't know shit about fuck. Um, and then also make me a history check. rolled a 14 yeah yeah it's tough it's tough to not know shit about fuck <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, so you, you two are planning some sort of approach yeah but I'm just not entirely certain what to do Bradley since you have dark vision why don't you make me a perception check from where you're at okay I don't know. I went to spells. Perception checks aren't under spells. Um, I rolled a 29. Holy shit. Okay. You can see from here with your eagle eyes that there are five half-orcs on the deck of the ship. These look like anchorites of Talos. They are not some weak lackeys. You remember you and McLean fighting one of these guys up in the tower, albeit you were probably level three or four uh, and having a difficult time with one, there are five up there. All right. What kind of, have you ever been in a fight before? Uh, outside of maybe like a verbal altercation, uh, that'd be a no. <laughs> do you, do you have any disagreements with my mother? <laughs> What What do you have on you that you could, like, I don't know, attack someone with? So I've got my dagger, some spells, and my fists. So Scylla is a level 8 bard. Okay. Okay, Scylla. I have an idea. I'm... How far away is the ship? The ship is 200 feet from you. I'm gonna dimension door myself onto the deck of that ship, and I'm gonna take them on headfirst. I need you to act as sort of like a, a backup. You know what I mean? Like, stay far enough away that they won't really perceive you, which you're pretty good at not being perceived, and... but support me anyway. Bradley? I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but, you know, and it's great that you're making this plan. This is awesome, but I'm not a kid. I don't want to be your backup. And yeah, I've never been in a real fight before, but who's to say I couldn't learn something on the fly? I'm eager. I'm ready to go. Let me go in with you. Okay, cool. Find a way up on the ship, and I'm going to dimension shore just myself onto <laughs> the deck of the ship. Okay. Um, okay, we got... All right, so we're going to do a few things here. First, Holly, make me a stealth check with advantage as Scylla as you are now approaching the ship. <laughs> I don't like this. I, I rolled with, a nine. You roll twice and you oh, take the higher oh, number. okay, okay, okay. Did you roll a nat one? <laughs> yeah, not, not good. But you rolled bad the first time. <laughs> I rolled a 20. So I do, do want to say I want to teleport onto the shadiest part of the deck of the ship. Okay, I'm gonna have you make me a stealth check with disadvantage, Bradley. Since I already have advantage, is it just a regular stealth check? Yes. Okay. 22. 22. Okay. You do indeed manage to... I mean, you had a 29 perception. You see that there's a you know, a grouping of barrels that you are able to teleport next to when you see two of these anchorites turn the other way and then you are able to quickly duck around it. With a 20 stealth, 
Scylla, you are able to make it down the embankment just fine. You know you haven't been spotted. And now you're making your way through these staked living undead corpse mangled motherfuckers. And they are all staked and tied. You see that there is a, an unusual amount of bird shit on all of them. It's pretty nasty. But otherwise, and you, you can tell that gulls have been like dropping down onto their heads and like eating their scalps. So almost all of them are like pretty much just bone up top. Um, but they don't even notice you. You are army crawling. You put a dagger between your teeth. You're just going for it. Now's going to be maybe a tougher check for you. I do need you to make me an athletics check to try and get up onto the ship. I rolled a 20. While she's climbing up oh, onto the ship, shit. I would love to try and surprise attack them. Okay. So, you see at the helm of the ship... Uh, Wait, is that is that the right helm is the front? Mm -hmm. What's the front? What's the back? Mm -hmm. The bow? Back of the ship. What's it called? The stern is the back or the aft. Okay, we're going to go bow and stern. So, bow of the ship, there's one anchorite looking out over the water. Stern of the ship, there are two looking out over the deck, and they have not noticed you. Then there are two patrolling... The, uh, the deck, the, just the main deck. And so it's the, the back and the front are both raised. I'm going to say 20 feet up. Then the deck is just flat. That's what you're on. Who are you attacking and what are you attacking with? The person. Um, so first off, bonus action. I want to cast Thunderous Smite. Wait, hold on. They're half orcs. Yeah, but it's really cool. Okay, bonus action. I want to cast Thunderous Smite. Um, and then I'm going to sneak up behind this guy, and I'm going to take my mace, and I'm going to say... Fuck, I don't know what I'm going to say. Clean up on aisle five. <laughs> um, I'm going to say something cool. I don't know what it is, but Bradley Bradley knows what it is. Use your imagination, listeners. And I'm going to roll to hit, and that is going to be a yeah. 20 to hit. All right. Uh, we're going to do that. Can I, can I just, like, overhear, like, a little bit of what's going on and just be like, oh, my God, he's so cool. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. Because you're climbing up as this is happening. I need both of you to roll initiative, and then we'll go into that attack. You will get the surprise round. Okay. I rolled a 17 initiative. All right. Say. <laughs> I got a 10. All right. Okay, Bradley, what's your max HP? 73? 73, yeah. And what's yours, Scylla? Uh, 51. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Bradley, go ahead and Talos roll. Talos is the god of storms, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. You, so I'm using Thunderous Smite. So I'm going to say, I'm going to just tap him on the shoulder and be like, Phone call from Talos, and I'm going to smack him, because Thunderous Smite <laughs> makes a... What does Thunderous Smite do? It makes a thunder that is audible within 300 feet of me, and it deals 2d6 thunder damage. So, can I roll the damage, and then roll the thunder yeah. damage? Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be 9 points of uh, bludgeoning damage okay plus uh nine points of thunder damage and i need him to make me a strength saving throw okay that is a dirty 20 fuck okay well he doesn't get he knocked doesn't prone. get knocked prone i was gonna try and knock him into the sea um but no instead he just takes 18 points of damage okay and there, and I'm, and I'm trying to draw all attention on me. Okay, okay, okay. I feel this. I see this. I feel you. That okay. is definitely going to draw some attention. It is now initiative, and it is your turn. My turn. 
cool. So, why can I cast this at a higher level if it doesn't do anything extra? It doesn't do anything extra. Oh, oh. Oh, it's magic, you know. Okay, so it, this reads weirdly. It says, the first time you okay. hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, your weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you, and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Is the thunder damage yeah. only on the first hit, or is the thunder damage for each additional hit? Is it concentration? It is concentration. Well, it just says... Well, okay, hold on. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's just the first time. It says it right here. Yeah, the 2D6 first time. 2d6 damage yeah, the yeah. first time. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, All right. So, yeah, Scylla, as you're climbing up the ship's deck, you just hear this loud boom of thunder as uh, you are sure that Bradley is doing something cool up there. Also, right before you hit that guy in the face and said phone call from Talos, he says, what's a phone? <laughs> and you crack him in the head. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try and hit him again with my mace. That's okay, gonna go be a twenty-eight it. to hit. Okay, cool. That hits. That hits. Okay, that is ten points of bludgeoning damage. Um, and then all right. Uh, he looks hurted. And then, as a bonus action, I'm going to give give Scylla a. Uh, I'm going to give Scylla Bardic Inspiration, but I'm going to say something in a way that I think you have to be able to see her to give Bardic Inspiration. No, it says as a bonus action, a creature other than yourself within sixty feet that can hear you gains an inspiration die. Oh, hear you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sick. And so I'm going to say, all of those against Talos, here's your chance to kick his ass. And then <laughs> that's, nice. that's my, that is my turn. All right, sick. Scylla, you make it to the top of the ship up onto the deck. Uh, that's going to be your full movement. So you don't have any movement, but you see off to one side, like 50 feet, there's one bad guy off another direction like 50 feet there's two bad guys and then like 10 feet in front of you you see bradley is taking on two bad guys okay so i'm gonna see these two guys that are taking on bradley and even though i give him like a lot of shit um bradley is still one of those people that i look up to um and want to kind of like emulate so um i'm gonna cast shatter on these guys but hold on one second let me see something um, yeah, you can cast that without hitting him. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you. I was God. about to say. And I think the range on this is 60 feet, so that perfectly... You want to do the two off to the right at the back of the ship? Yeah, I'm going to cast Shatter on both of these guys. Because it's like a 10-foot orb, I think. But you can cast it within 60 feet. So you could either hit the two attacking Bradley, or you could hit the two in the back. I wouldn't target just one at the front. Yeah, let's stick with the two that are uh, attacking Bradley. Okay, cool. They're making some saves as you are just letting out this high-pitched ringing that's going to fill their ears. The first one is a 12, which is a fail, and the second one is a 9, which is a fail. So you can roll full damage on both of them. What, uh, what level did you cast it? Uh, fourth level. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be 5d8. Sick. Blast him. Yeah, so all of that adds up to 20. Anyway, I started blasting. All right. The, uh, the one that hasn't been touched kind of like grabs his ear and doesn't look very happy with you. The other one that Bradley's bashed twice, there is blood like gushing from his ears. Do you have any bonus actions? Okay, and for my bonus action, I'm going to throw a dagger at one of these the guys. The hurt one or the yeah, not-so-hurt one? Ears. Bleeding ears. All right, go for it. All right, go ahead and roll the hit. So that's going to be 16 to hit. <laughs> 16 is a hit. Roll your damage. Holy shit. 
Okay, and the damage is five. All right, yeah, this uh, Scylla throws this dagger a lot faster than you're, you're expecting, Bradley, and it sinks into this anchorite's ribs, and he's just kind of clutching his ribs and his ears. He is on death's door, but he is not dead. That's your turn. It's now bad guy's turns. Uh, bad guy one turns uh, up at the front of the ship and is going to... Move a full 30 feet, get within 20 feet of y'all, and then cast a lightning bolt at you, Bradley. And it, this is also going to hit one friend. Uh, make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. I rolled an 18. That is a success. Uh, and its friend succeeds as well, but he's going to die regardless because he's bleeding out of every which way. <laughs> that is nine points of damage to you, Bradley. Damn. And nine to this guy. You see that you get hit with this 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 light sort of beam of lightning, and as you are recovering from it, you look up, and they fully blasted their friend in the back and killed him. Hell yeah. The guy next to him, who's still a blaster the shatter is going to just try and punch you with this this gauntlet on his hand that's a 24 to hit i mean that hits and you take six points of slashing damage okay let's see here and then these two guys in the back are going to move up their 30 feet now within 20 feet of you and they are both going to use their one use of lightning bolt. One at you, Bradley, and one at you, Scylla. So both of you make me dexterity saving throws. I rolled a 24. That's a success. I got a 22. That is also a success. And on uh, as my reaction, I'm going to uh -huh. cutting words... Um, I'm going to say, okay. you can't cast lightning for shit. And he is going to roll um, four less damage. On you or on Scylla? On me. All right. You take 11 points of lightning damage, Bradley. And that's Scylla, with four you take, less? That's with four less. And God Scylla, damn. you take 15. I rolled a 30 on both of your rolls. So Scylla's down to 36 HP, Bradley's at 47. Okay, that's fine. Now here's where it gets here's where it gets real dangerous. You hear this iron brazier kind of come to life on the ship, and it begins to like let out this ragged laugh, like coo against these Talos bastards. You can all die on this ship. And he lets out a giant orb of hellfire that is going to blast all of you. You're all within 20-foot radius of one another. I need you both to make dexterity saving throws again. I got a 21. Fuck, I got a 9. 21, what'd you get, Sola? Yeah, a 9. That's not good. No shit. You do have Bardic. Yeah, you have Bardic Inspiration. But, if you want to roll, you get a D10. But, oh, a D10 could could make... You would need a 9 or a 10. But... Damn, I should have rolled make, a D10 for the cutting words. Huh. But it, it would make all the difference. If you roll a 9 or a 10, it'll make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, or you can save that for something else. So I would need a d10. Okay, I'll roll it now. Roll it. I got a five. That is not enough. All right, this is about to be bad. Shit. One moment as I roll these dice. Jesus Christ. Okay. Jesus, save me, please. 
Um, okay. Bradley, you take 35 points of damage. Okay. Scylla, you take 70. (gasps) I am down. And all of the bad guys take 70 as well. They all failed. They're all killed by this. Bradley, you feel an intense heat like you have never felt before. And as it hits you, it is chocked full of serious, pulsing hatred, necrotic energy. And as you take half, you see that poor little Scylla, even inspired by you, and these four anchorites all take 20d6 damage. And the the anchorites are blasted into oblivion. Scylla is thrown back. Her head hits the side of the ship. She falls down unconscious. And you are clinging to life, bleeding, burned, scarred. You are still alive, but you're not so sure about Scylla. Modular is Holly Lines as Scylla Scale Sweep, Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragon's Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Raven Walker does our brand new cover art. Our music today was performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at ModularThePodcast at gmail.com. Here's a quick shout out to at Flail to the Face, at DM's Treehouse, at CTN underscore podcast, at Michael Ma 19561, and at Made Up Movies Pod, who all follow us on Twitter. Maybe at this point it's X. I don't know. Twitter ends like every week. Go follow these fantastic folks. They follow us. We follow them. We all hug and cuddle at the end of the night. Uh, And we like to play kickball together too on the weekends. That's a joke. Or is it? Maybe you should join our kickball league. If we have one. Who knows if we do. Remember that new episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.